Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. You know how there are those family legends that float around or whispered about or laughed about on family holidays? Or maybe there was a big bang at the time it happened and then it was never spoken of again? No one knows exactly what happened, but everybody knows that something went down. Well, my family has one of those stories. It's about my cousin Matt, the sweet little kiddo with the cherubic face who at 15 concocted a plan, recruited some henchmen sidekicks, conned his parents, and rode a bus to Portland, Oregon, 18 hours from home. Why did he do it? Um, what made me do it? A girl. Matt had fallen for a girl on MySpace and lied his ass off to get to meet her in person. I was pretty impressed with his story when I heard it back in the day. But today we get to hear the whole story from his mom and dad and from Matt himself. The parents, Mona and Rob, are up first to explain the setup of Matt's plan. He was supposed to be staying at a friend Daniel's house and then going to Magic Mountain. By the way, we're sitting outside in the burning heat and three kids are making quite a ruckus in the pool. Here we go. Mona checked it all out. Mona talked to Daniel's mom. Yep. Daniel's mom said, absolutely, Matt's welcome to go with us, you know. And so on the day that Daniel picked Matt up and put him on a bus to Portland, (laughs) Daniel told his mother that uh, Matt had gotten grounded and couldn't come. Oh, it was the perfect plan. (laughs) It's pretty genius. Yeah. Several times a day I'd call and, you know, we'd talk about what they did. And he was on a bus to Oregon. Yeah, I I would call Matt. What are you guys doing? He's like, oh, we we went to Taco Bell, and now we're going to walk over to see Reba. And oh I mean, he, like, gosh. just had the whole story. Oh. Now, do you have enough money, Matt? Yeah, I got plenty of money. I'm okay. What did you do last night? Well, we watched some videos, and, you know, oh, I don't know. Mrs. Papengelen made baklava or something. <laughs> <laughs> the plan seems pretty solid. So where did things go awry? I was concerned because they were supposed to go as a group to Magic Mountain. This all started, I guess, Saturday morning when they were supposed to be leaving for Magic Mountain. And I said, like, okay, what time are you leaving? Oh, as soon as Daniel's friends get here. All right, cool. So then I'd call back, like, 10 o'clock. Have you guys left yet? Because there were teenagers, and I was worried about them Yes. they wouldn't, like, leave on time. Right. I mean, they were t- teenagers driving to, to Los Angeles. So I'd call and, like, have you guys, are you on the road yet? You know, no, no, we haven't left yet. Uh, uh, one of the guys can't find his keys. Okay, but, well, Matt, I mean, if you leave now, it's going to be 1 o'clock when you get there. You know, so this goes yeah, on. Yeah, and yeah. Every couple hours, I'd check on him. Right. 
And, this uh, is the flaw in his plan, is yes. that he had not calculated the time to get yes, to Magic yes. Mountain yes. to be able to lie properly about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> yes. So hadn't left, hadn't left. So I'm like, it gets to be like 2 o'clock. I'm like, well, Matt, this is ridiculous. There, What's the point in driving three and a half, four hours right. from Fresno yeah. to Magic Mountain? To get there at 6 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, this is ridiculous. Well, we're going to stay with one of the guy's aunts so maybe we'll go tomorrow or something like that oh. so then my little spidey senses uh -huh. are tingling something is fishy here so then he stops answering my calls <gasps> oh. and so i decide i'm calling daniel mm -hmm. so i called daniel and i said hey what are you guys doing uh oh we're here and i'm like you know at the park or something and he's like yeah I said well what time did you get there oh, about 10 uh-huh uh-huh where's Matt oh Matt's in the bathroom uh-huh you go get Matt and you tell him I need to talk to him so then in a little bit Matt calls me and uh, I said Matt you know you were telling me you know I piece it all together yeah. I just talked to Daniel and he tells me that they you guys have been there since 10 o'clock so what's going on where are you I'm in a park. I'm in Portland. <laughs> so he, he knew he had to fess up. Yeah, he had to fess yeah. up. So he had pretended to be Tiffany's brother's friend whose parents went away for the Easter holiday. So he was staying with them. So he hadn't just lied to you. They had also <laughs> lied to the girlfriend's family too. Oh yeah. And, and to the girlfriend <laughs> about his age. Oh yeah, yeah, but... Oh yeah. The star of this story, Matt, is now 30 years old. He works in product development and lives in Austin, Texas. Is he the hero or the villain in this legend? Why did you do this? And then how did it feel like in the moment when it was happening? my opinion it wasn't that hard to execute it yeah yeah you know because your parents trust you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh mistake number one all right um i don't know i mean granted i caused a lot of heartache and stuff so i'm pretty remorseful on that part but i would do it again <laughs> 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 to be completely honest okay what made you do it <laughs> a girl uh -huh, uh -huh. i mean i did it but to see that girl it's kind of the motivator uh -huh. um, and was there any other way to accomplish that besides lying to your parents and sneaking to portland if i told the truth they wouldn't let me go uh yeah lies are bad lies are bad but also your only option yes <laughs> uh it's, I know this is not, not like, correct, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, like, there's an opportunity. You plan out the logistics. You assume the risk, whatever yeah. that risk may be. Mm -hmm. That's life. I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. So how was it once you got there? Like, were you having the time of your life? The bus trip wasn't that fun. I remember stopping in, um sacramento or something like that to change buses 
and I got stopped by the security and they thought I was under the influence of drugs. Yeah. So they pulled me aside. No. Yeah. Went through my bag and all that stuff and didn't find anything because I was a 16 year old. Why did they think you were on drugs? I remember like, you know, the uh, lights will give like a reflection. So I was kind of, you know, doing a walk on the lights and stuff and so they, you're being a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 16 year old weirdo. <laughs> um, all said and done, got up to Portland, took public transport around. Not that difficult. Met up with her, with her friends, had a place to stay. For the first couple nights, I was at uh, her friend's house. And then the remaining nights, I was in the basement of her house. Mm-hmm. Um, Did her parents know you were there? Yeah, I okay, was. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I was uh, her brother's friend. Oh, okay. That was my backstory. Yeah, I mean, it was the whole trip was awesome. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. At what point, if ever, did you start getting concerned that your parents were on to you? It was the last day. On the last day, when I was going back to the bus station, I got a call from my friend who took me to the bus station he said you know my mom talked to your mom they know we're not where we said we were going to be so I was like okay well plans falling through they know can't bullshit them at that point how did you feel about that when your friend said that not sad that I got caught but sad that they found out mm-hmm. it's like kind of like a difference in the sense of like my intentions weren't to like run away and say, you know, F you parents, I'm out. Yeah. My intentions were to go up and see someone that I liked at that at that time. So I think it was more like a realization that this is gonna be interpreted by them mm-hmm. in a different manner. Right. Than my in- intentions. Y'all, I feel what Matt was just saying so hard. I remember that thought process of wanting to do something and coming to the logical conclusion that I was going to have to lie or avoid the truth to do it. It wasn't a spontaneous burst of mischief. I would weigh the pros and cons and decide what to do. Maybe this makes the lying more morally gratuitous. I don't know. But what it felt like was that I was being forced to lie by the system i.e. my loving and involved parents' rules. I did not want to hurt them, so I totally get what he said about being sad that they knew versus sad you got found out. You were sad for them. Anyway, yes, his actions were being interpreted differently than intended, and when his parents found out he was in Portland, not Magic Mountain, they called in the big guns, Grandfather Charles. Oh, so th- so what did you do? Called grandfather. Grandfather told us to tell Matt that he was having a heart episode and that he needed to come home immediately. That's just mean. Well, also, but the crazy story making up apparently runs in the family. Yes, <laughs> now we know so, where he got it yes. from. Oh, no, no. Grandmother always said Matt was a, like a little Charles. Yeah. You know? But but Matt was Matt was going to arrive home on time. He was. Yeah. He had his bus ticket back and he arrived Easter morning and I went and picked him up. Mm-hmm. 
in silence, we, you know, came back to Visalia. And what was his punishment? Right. <laughs> we took every form of equipment and entertainment away from him. Mm -hmm. There was blubbering. Every night there was blubbering. Do you remember? Yeah. He would cry, and of course he'd go to mom. Softy cats. Uh-huh. Yeah. How long did you take it away? Weeks. Yeah. Weeks and weeks. Oh, I went to his school and told his principal. <gasps> I said, if he does not show up for school, call me. Yeah. Call me. Because he's on lockdown. He's on the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> I am my own worst enemy, absurd with the words. Flow with my movement or I flip you the bird. Like rhyming don't pay much, so I do it just for kicks. Either way, you got me Billy Benjamin for rent. So Matt had his fun, got busted, and despite tears over his punishment, there were no regrets. My mom, Matt's aunt, proposed a theory regarding our inclination toward rebellion. I have my own theory. I think it's totally genetic. I think it is all in the genes. It's why... My mom met my dad. My mom was not supposed to dance because it was against being a Baptist. And what did she do in Dallas for her first date? She went out to a dance with my dad. <laughs> and then you know that your like great, 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 great grandfather was the pastor to the pilgrims. And that's completely rebellious because... They couldn't get along with anybody and had to come worship their own way in America. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So I honestly believe it, that it's in the genes. So does this theory play out in Matt's family? I asked Matt's mom, my mom's sister Mona, what she was like as a teenager. The kids in the pool get a bit boisterous at the beginning. Here's Mona. In seventh grade kind of started the, I'm hiding behind the bushes and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> hiding behind the bushes. Already in seventh grade? Yes. Oh my god! There were the bushes beside the gym at Tanaya. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, it was good though. Yeah. Got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Like know. a school trouble? Or? Oh no, not school trouble, but parents coming down because they found a note that I left at home that had some bad things in it. Uh -huh. and my dad came to pull me out of school. <gasps> no. Because my mom found the note. <gasps> so kind of like experimenting, like uh, maybe ninth grade, experimenting with weed uh -huh. and downers. And I don't even know what we were thinking. Yeah. But that's what the note was about. Right, right, right. <laughs> the wrath of Dr. House. Uh-huh. Notes got you in big trouble. <laughs> Yep. Did you ditch school? No, but Margo did. Margo did the ditching for oh, me. Oh, you're telling on Margo right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She ditched um, mostly in high school. You guys were two years apart? Yeah. Were two you and friends? Two and a half years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were friends. Did you confide in each other? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she was a best friend. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, I would sleep in her bed. Aww. That was junior high. That's so. cute. We argued, mom says we argued all the time. But yeah, but you remember the good, yeah. the good sisterly stuff. So which one of your kids was most like you when you were a teenager? 
probably Matt. Yeah. You're saying he was the naughty one. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. <laughs> and Sarah was not the naughty one. Yeah. It sounds like Matt's sister Sarah did not exhibit the rebel gene. Let's hear what dad Rob was like in high school. Were you a troublemaker in middle school? Do you like to push the limits? No. And a little in high school, but not in middle school. Yeah. Even in college, when I would go out at night and I would come back, I'd have to go in. I'm home, Mom. Oh. Yeah. She check wouldn't in. sleep well. Yeah. I'm like, I'm home, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Covers mouth. <laughs> Were your parents really strict? I don't know. We just knew what they approved of and they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't get lectured in, yeah. Yeah. When I when Matt ran away, and I think one of the first people I called after Charles and Margaret was my brother. Yeah. He's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, that must be the house genes. The Herman boys wouldn't even have left the county. I'm like, exactly. It so is, the it is. boys, when they started driving, were told that they could only drive in this. Yeah, there were streets that were off limits oh. because they scared my mom. Yeah. <laughs> the, the and Cooper and Collins and Pioneer Parkway, and it was like that. And so I one time took everybody to lunch, and the restaurant was on Cooper, and I like snaked through parking lots to avoid <laughs> being on Cooper. Oh that's, that's how obedient <gasps> they were. Oh my yeah. gosh. Mona like would do handbrake turns on Cooper just to get <laughs> Yeah. Are you just born like that? Or? I think so. Well, I mean, just like look at my, my parents. I mean, your parents are like independent. Your, your father was very strong-willed and, uh, you know, but my parents weren't like that. Your mom was uh, in a wheelchair all of, since 14. Yeah, so, I don't know, it's just, just personality types. Yeah, and, you think? So, yeah. yeah. Rob claims maybe it's the type of parents you have, plus just personality type. He saw the difference between his kids, Matt and Sarah, from the time they were infants. It okay, and then something. Sarah, talk about Sarah, because Sarah was just like totally the opposite. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as far as well, you know, maybe she was just better at it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, Uncle Matt was better at it. He learned yes. from my sister and I what not to do. And yes. Then Sarah was just a good little, you know, easy baby. Yeah. 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 And I think she was that way as she grew up. I mean, um, you know, I knew they were different when um, when they were infants. Right. I, you would change Matt's diaper and you like grab his little legs, and I go. And he would just scream. He just thought that was the funniest thing. First time I did that to Sarah. <laughs> just staring at you. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, what are you doing, dummy? Yeah, so, so Matt was, you know, quick to laugh and quick to cry. And Sarah was just much more even keeled. Yeah. Uh, that child, when she got old enough, she would just amuse herself with clay or crayons or she was just a happy cl clam just making beads and making little figures and she was the kid it's like 
I never had to worry about her homework. Right. Because she would just do it. She would just do it. Yeah. Matt would. <laughs> I would ask him every night about his homework. Oh, yeah. Got it all done. And he hadn't touched it. No. Yeah. No. So I think we've at least narrowed it down. The house genes on my mom's side are responsible for this willingness to throw caution to the wind and do whatever it is you want to do. If you're not convinced, I'll leave you with a quick story about my grandfather house just leaving his rental car in front of the airport. Here's grandma. Pulled in and we had to turn in the car. However, we also had to be at uh, the plane. <laughs> we were that far from it, from the time it was leaving. Charles said, get out, get your bag, and let's go. And he just left the car right there. I said, well, you can't do that. And he said, yes, I can. They'll come get it. <laughs> I guess they did. Do you leave it at the airport? Yes. Not even close to the rental. <laughs> yeah. That's where we get it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's where you yeah. get it. <laughs> Don't ask permission. Ask for forgiveness. That's right. <laughs> Maybe your family legend is juicier or naughtier than mine, but I still think the family legend communicates something about the family. In my case, it's about the rebel gene. This episode originally aired three years ago. Those little kids that were splashing in the pool are now teenagers, which means I get to experience the rebel gene from the other side of the dynamic. And I'm trying to have some sympathy toward it, because damn, we're hard on these dumb teens. When I was Matt's age, when he took that Portland journey, this is how my diary read. September 94, Saturday night, 11.41 p.m. My parents are the biggest freaks. They make no sense. Tony and I are in trouble. I feel so stupid. My parents are totally treating me like I'm 12. I came home from the football game and went to Andy's. They freaked out and were all, you didn't get our permission, blah, blah, blah. October 94, Thursday night, 7.18 p.m. Um, those plans I was talking about? Well, I'm grounded for them. Until January 1st, there will be no more plans. December 94, Thursday night, 10.38 p.m. I have no one to talk to because my parents are being stupid about me being on the phone. May 95, Friday night, 7.45 p.m. Guess what? I'm at home, not by choice. I went shopping last night and got home late and I'm in trouble again. Talk about annoying. 